This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. Hey, hapsters. How's it going? I am tuning in after an evening of drinking tequila with my family over Zoom. And then I had a packed day of eight, record eight coaching sessions today. And um, I was feeling sluggish. And it was very uncomfortable to stick to my schedule. Are any of you guys finding that? That it's uncomfortable for you to stick to your schedule right now? Do you even making schedules? Because maybe scheduling feels uncomfortable for you right now because you're like, what's the point? It's just going to get interrupted or I'm not going to feel like it or my kids are going to walk in while I'm trying to do something. If you're feeling that way, I totally hear you, but I promise you scheduling is always the answer. But uh, yeah, today was uncomfortable and I thought I would tell you that little story for number one, for you to understand that I am completely human, just like you, going through this quarantine. If you're listening to episode nine in present day, you are with me going into over a month of, of social distancing. And if you're listening to this from the future, you are going to find this just as value, valuable because feeling uncomfortable versus feeling inauthentic is something that I've been coaching people on since way before COVID-19 and I'm sure will continue to. So this is going to be relevant to you no matter when you're tuning in. And hello from the future. If you are listening from the future, I hope that it is really, you can take a moment to appreciate the fact that you can hug or like even nudge a stranger right now. Can you just appreciate, do me a favor if you're listening to this from the future, if you're near someone just like bump into them and be like, oh, sorry, but you know that you did it on purpose and they're not even going to freak out because they're not worried about getting a virus. Ugh, I miss bumping into people. Anyway, I digress. So episode nine, uncomfortable versus inauthentic. I wanted to talk to you about this because it came up again this week in one of my coaching calls um, with a amazing client who's one of my 100K plus clients. She has a very successful business. And yet sometimes she gets in her own way as we all do. And one of those ways that she does that is by confusing discomfort for being misaligned or feeling inauthentic in her pursuits of um, helping her clients. And I think that this happens with a lot of us, especially the very creative types. Okay. I, work with a lot of people who identify as creatives. We're all creative. As we know, we all have some sort of creativity in us, but people who identify as creatives. And if that's you, you probably are a little bit more in tune or comfortable um, looking at the way that your body or your mind or your spirit, how things feel. And you might be taking action from how things feel. And if that's the case, we want to make sure that you can tell the difference between feeling uncomfortable and feeling misaligned or inauthentic so that you don't miss out on the real upside of experiencing discomfort. Okay, so we always define it from the beginning. 
Uncomfortable is defined as feeling uneasy, uh, awkwardness, slight pain, restlessness, nerves, or tension. So none of those things are particularly great, right? Doesn't sound fun to feel discomfort. And then feeling inauthentic would be feeling untrue to one's personality, spirit, or character. Now, you creatives, you love this shit, right? You love to feel true to your personality, spirit, or character. My creative clients are always telling me, you know what, this really, it's, it doesn't feel right for me. It feels inauthentic. And that may be true. I'm not saying that that thought is not valid. All thoughts are valid. But I want to make sure that you are not mistaking discomfort for inauthenticity and you are also looking out for these other ways in which this belief might be getting in the way of living into a potential future that you might really love. Okay, so first of all, what's the difference and why is important to distinguish the difference between these two feelings. Why? It's important because discomfort has tremendous upside. You need to go through discomfort. My coach, Brooke, always says discomfort is the, cur- is the currency to our dreams. And I love that because I found it to be so true in my own life. Every time that I get uncomfortable and I'm willing to make a habit out of discomfort and I'm willing to experiencing experience that uncomfortable negative emotion first, something positive comes in, sure enough, like the 50-50 that we talked about in episode seven's emotional ratio, where if you're willing to experience that negative emotion on the front end, um, then you will reap the rewards of having that 50% positive emotion show up on the, on the back end. And you can just reap that reward instead of having it happen the other way around. So discomfort is, has so much upside. We need it in order to experience success, to experience something new, to level up. Okay. Now I I can't say the words level up without hearing that Ciara song in, in my head. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go to TikTok. It's everywhere on TikTok, but level up, level up. Anyway, um, I'm feeling feisty today. Can you tell? I've had a lot of coffee. So Misalignment doesn't have that same upside and inauthenticity doesn't really have that same upside as discomfort does. So um, we want to make sure that we tell the difference so that we know that, okay, even though I'm feeling this, it doesn't feel good. I'm going to go forward with it. If it's discomfort, not go forward with it if it's inauthenticity. So how can I know and trust which one I'm experiencing if really I'm just looking to the symptoms and the physical symptoms in my body feel so similar? right? It's like feels slightly painful. It feels misaligned. It just feels off, right? Not true to what I want to be doing right now. So these are the two questions that I would like you to ask yourself to kind of filter whether which one you're experiencing. Number one, do I not feel like taking this action or do I not feel like getting this result? So I'll give you an example. When it comes to working out, when I'm like about to work out, rarely do I, like sometimes I feel like working out, but rarely. Usually I'm, I work out in the morning. I'm not a super morning person. Right before I'm working out, I'm feeling like, uh, I don't really feel like this. But if I focus on the action and am I, if my brain, if I'm asking my brain, do I feel like taking this action, which in this case is working out, 
the answer is going to be no, right? Because our brain in the moment, our primitive brain, which is the part of your brain that you're thinking with your brainstem when you are making a decision in the moment, its job is to keep you in, to go towards ease, comfort, and, um, you know, instant gratification and away from pain, discomfort, challenge, uh, danger, whatever it is. And so it views working out as just uncomfortable, obviously. And so it's going to say, no, 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 let's not do that. But if I prompt my brain by saying like, do I feel like getting the results that will come from working out? The answer is going to be yes, because do I feel like having more energy? Yes, always. Do I feel like living a healthy lifestyle? Yes. Do I feel like getting a boost of endorphins? Yes. Do I feel like living a longer, healthier life? Do I feel like setting a good example for my child? Do I feel like getting more muscles? Yes, yes, and yes, over and over again. That is such a clear result that I always want. And when you're prompting your brain in that way, you're going to be able to push through the discomfort way easier than if you're just focusing on asking yourself, do I feel like taking this action? It's just a bad question. I always say the quality of your life and certainly the quality of your business are going to be equal to the quality of the questions you're asking yourself. And so are you asking yourself about the results? And then like, I mean, other examples in terms of work would be inviting. I know that's usually people's least favorite part of any job that they do. And when I first have brand new um, people come into me and they say, I want to start this business and they're focusing on the results. They feel super positive about it. They know they want the results. And then when they get into it, as soon as they hit a part of that's uncomfortable for them, like probably usually <laughs> the first thing is the actual inviting, the actual part where you have to offer people like your services in exchange for money that feels uncomfortable. But when you ask the question like, oh, okay, do I really want to get the result of helping these people? Like in my case, my business is business coaching. Do I want to help more women increase their self-worth and their net worth? Hell yeah, I do. Do I always feel like asking a somewhat of a stranger or, or an acquaintance or someone I just met through social media if they want to give me money for this service when I'm not sure what they're going to say. I don't always feel like taking that action, especially if I'm just setting down and I've scheduled it and I'm saying, okay, during this time, I'm going to actually offer to all these people that have been following me um, this opportunity. But when I focus on the results, do I want to help all of these women make their dreams a reality? The answer is yes, and it makes it so much easier for me to push through that discomfort, even though the discomfort is there. So don't be confused in thinking that in order to achieve your dreams or to advance your business or to you know be true to your spirit and character and personality, it's supposed to feel good all the time because there's plenty of times in which the exact thing you're supposed to be feeling is that discomfort is that unease, that slight pain, that nerves, those te that tension. There's good tension, right? And it's just, it's our brain trying to tell us that like, ooh, okay, this is dangerous because it's, it's lumping in failure or rejection as dangerous. And it's just dangerous to our ego, right? And if we can put that aside and understand that failure is not failure, quote unquote, or rejection or 
having someone say no to you does not have to mean anything bad about you, then we can stop saying like, oh, okay, it doesn't really have to be uncomfortable at all. And once we begin to make a habit out of practicing this discomfort, it becomes less uncomfortable. For example, now I'm a person who works out. It is definitely still something that I don't like get psyched to do all the time, but I will say it's so much easier for me to wake up and push play on an at-home workout now than it was four years ago because then I wasn't doing it as often. Now I do it and I see the benefits and I can focus on those results, right? But that is going to take some time. So if you're one of those people, another reason I wanted to talk about this today was because a lot of us, if you're listening to this real time, are in a position in which we have to come up with new offers or maybe entirely pivot our business or completely decide to do something new in order to thrive and survive right now. And not just to do that, it's not just self-serving, it's in order to contribute and add value right now. Maybe what you've always offered up until this point is no longer currently valuable. We talked about this the last four episodes that we don't know when that your old offer is going to become valuable again. And in the interim, does it feel good to just sit back and not add value to the world during this time? If that's what you want to do, that is your choice, but you are not being self-serving and or misaligned or inauthentic by discovering new ways in which you can add value to the world. So if you're pivoting and it feels really uncomfortable and you're telling me that it's just, it just feels inauthentic and misaligned for you. And so you maybe don't want to do it. I want you to run it through these filters. Ask that question. Number one, do I not feel like taking this action? Is it uncomfortable? Or do I not feel like getting this result? And in some cases, maybe you'll feel indifferent about getting the result. And that is when you might be like, you know what? Maybe it is inauthentic for me to create an online course right now. And maybe that isn't um, the way that I want to add value right now. Okay. If that's coming up for you, I want you then to run it through question filter number two. Why do I feel inauthentic or misaligned? And do I like my reason for believing that for believing this thought? Because what's really interesting is your feelings are not coming from the fact that you know, it's just not true to your character. People like to tell me this, oh, it's not true to my personality or spirit or character because as if their their character or their personality is something that's fixed, as if they were born this way and they've always been this way and they cannot, they are one thing, they're one dimensional, they cannot grow, they cannot expand, they cannot add other facets and layers to the human being that they are that would literally be inhuman to say that your personality and your spirit or your character is not fluid and it is fixed. So technically, by that definition, we could just say that there's no such thing that could possibly be completely inauthentic unless you choose to believe your thought and keep it, which you can. For example, I choose to believe that murder is bad. I choose to believe that. I like my reasons for believing that murder is bad. Now, is murder bad? I think a lot of people would agree with me, but of course, there are murderers out there. There are murderers that 
take another person's life and do not feel remorse or guilt. Now, are they wrong or am I wrong? I don't even think that that is the point. The point is for you to understand that we can choose what we want to believe and then question it and then choose to believe it again or throw it out, depending on what. Why do we choose to believe something or not? Because it's useful to us. It allows us to live a life that feels good to us or that creates a result that we want. Okay, so follow me here. This second question you're asking is, why do I feel misaligned or inauthentic? And do I like my reason for believing that this thought? So I think sometimes my creative loves like to tell me that the reason they feel like it's inauthentic for them to try in this business is because, oh, I don't, it doesn't feel authentic to me because I didn't want it before coronavirus. So if I want to do it now, I don't want my audience to think, and I kind of think it's true, that I would just be, I'm only creating this offering right now because I need a way of making money right now. And so it doesn't feel true to me. Now, that sentence is true. You might need a way of making money right now. And before you were put in this position in which your other offers were no longer valid, you would not maybe have thought in this way and you would not have maybe come up with the idea of creating a course. Now, just because that thought is true doesn't mean the opposite of that thought isn't also true. And it doesn't mean that that thought serves you and creates anything good. So, okay, sure. It's true that you might not have thought to create a course or wanted to create a course if COVID-19 didn't force you to create an offering that was completely virtual. But now that it is, do you think that you have something really valuable that you would be able to help other people with that they would want to pay you for. Now keep in mind what people also like to tell me is like, well, I wouldn't want to offer something to someone if like they don't find it valuable. Well, that's their choice. If no one buys it, then you know, okay, people don't find it valuable. If if you've offered it to 10,000 people and no one buys it, sure, maybe it's time to move on. But at the same time, like you're never robbing people of their money and stealing it from them. They get to choose and let your customers choose what they find valuable. Plenty of times you're saying, I don't know. It doesn't feel inauthentic. I don't want to offer this to them and then feel like I'm just trying to sell them something. And it's like, well, is it valuable or is it not? Again, are you focusing on the results? Do you want to help them? Do you have a way that in which you can help people by creating a course? Then what is the point of focusing in on this thought that you would not have ever created this course if it weren't for COVID-19 so it feels inauthentic, right? I just want you to kind of question these two things and say just because a thought is true doesn't mean that it's serving you. In, in some ways, are you willing to be, to be wrong or to throw away a thought or a belief in order to get, expand who you are, you are not one dimensional. As I said, you're not a product of your past experiences. You are what you believe you are. So don't limit yourself to your thoughts about who you've been up until this point. Similar to how you became anything you are now, a singer. I'm a singer, right? A writer, a public speaker. The gap between you having written a body of work and identifying as a writer 
didn't come the first time you wrote something necessarily. Maybe it did, but it didn't. You didn't become a writer because you were labeled this way by someone else or paid to do it or because you'd written a hundred pieces of writing, right? You be, it became true that you were a writer the second that you believed it was true and that you identified as a writer. That is when you became a writer. And so people will ask me all the time, like, how did you become a life coach? You know how I became a life coach? I decided I was a life coach and I believed it. And I started talk, telling people, oh, I'm a life coach now. I said those words before I had any clients. And that is how I got my first client. Now, again, I'm not just saying you'd be like, oh, I want to believe I'm a doctor. So I'm just going to say I'm a doctor and then perform surgeries. No, of course you need to believe in the first step just so happens that in order to become a life coach, right, the qualifications for being a life coach are completely different. And I had all of those qualifications and I realized that before I was labeling myself a life coach and all it took was me flipping the switch and believing it. Same thing with whatever it is that you want to be. If you wanted to be a doctor, you would first have to believe the thought, oh, I'm capable of going, of, of, completing med school, for example. You would have to believe that you could succeed and graduate med school in order for you to ever become a doctor. You need to believe that first. Do you hear what I'm saying? So do not get stuck in who you've been up until this point in in identifying your personality, your spirit, your character, your qualifications, your identity of who you are, and then saying something feels inauthentic because it's A, uncomfortable, and or B, because you have only been looking to your past for evidence of who you are. If you want to become something new, if you want to expand into something and pivot during this time, I encourage you to believe from your future and who you would like to become instead of believing from your past. And we do it all the time. Think about it in any way that you've become anything that you are today. You had to first believe that it was possible and then you allowed yourself to take that action step. And then as you're taking that action with belief, you're gonna get more evidence in your past. You will eventually get a client and then they will give you a testimonial. And then that belief and that confidence is going to build. But first step is to lean into that discomfort for you to identify that the discomfort is coming from your brain's, you know, lack of desire to take that action, but strong desire, lean into that strong desire to get the result and then decide if you do not care for the result or not, if it's feeling inauthentic, that feeling is not coming from the facts of the world. That feeling is coming from your thoughts. Check your thoughts, see if you like them, decide if you want to keep them and then move on or decide if you want to throw them out and start fresh and look to your future. All right, you guys, that is what's happening. I wish you another lovely week in quarantine and then we will chat again next week. But in the meantime, 
If you are really loving these podcasts, I encourage you, if you're not yet, to subscribe, rate, and review. Not just click the five stars, but really tell me, give me some feedback. I want to hear from you, and I would love to read those reviews live on the on the show in the next episode. But also, if you want to just be in touch and you want more of this in your life and you need it and you're sitting at home and you're like, I need more of this in my life, I want to think in a limitless way about myself and who I am and about my future. I want to create results that feel authentic to me because I decide they are authentic, then you need to come and get coached with what's what's happening coaching, whether you're in happening sessions in our community or whether we get to chat one-on-one, I would love it. So come and follow on Instagram at what's happening, W-H-A-T-S-H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G-W-J-E-S-S on Instagram or whatshappening.com to uh, set up a free mini session with me so we can see if we are a good match and we can start you thinking thinking and getting really uncomfortable, right? Because discomfort is the currency to your dream.